everybody. It is so good to see you. Uh, this is Kimberly Fletcher. I am so excited to be able to do these presentations because I'm usually off running and doing everything else. And this is like my greatest love is to be able to, to be a part of the cottage meetings. I've been kind of jealous of Jolene getting to do all the cool stuff, but I'm able to be here with you for the next few weeks. So I'm pretty excited about that. So today is our uh, presentation, obviously, Anchored in Hope, and I am uh, just going to show a video real quick, and then we are going to jump right in, because I know we all, all have crazy schedules, and then hopefully the video will start. cradle isn't just a cute little saying, it's an immortalized fact. The mothers of a nation mold its citizens, develop its character, shape its destiny. The great and noble characters who left their immortal imprint on our nation's history were not fashioned on battlefields or in palaces, but in the cradle and at the fireside. Home is where liberty begins. We cannot expect to have a nation of patriots who love liberty and respect the Constitution if we are not raising these patriots in our homes. While others will try to convince us that the most important things we can do to save America and preserve liberty are outside our homes, we know it is what we do inside our home that has the greatest influence on our nation. The greatest act of patriotism a mother can ever perform will be within the walls of her own home. We don't need more government. We need more women of virtue, women of faith who will cultivate a foundation of faith in the hearts of her children, women of courage who will be ambassadors of truth, who will defend and protect the family at all costs. We need women infused with patriotism who will teach and nurture the principles of liberty and virtue our nation was founded on, women who will foster a deep love and respect for our beloved America and all she stands for. We need an army of mothers who will raise a nation of patriots. That is how we will save our beloved America, by growing stronger citizens, citizens who cannot be oppressed, who are capable of facing tough challenges, citizens who are still in love with liberty, know its cost, and are willing to pay the price. America will stand because America is bigger than a government. It is American families united in purpose, filled with the spirit of freedom. It is the spirit of the people that makes America free. The plane full of patriots that went down in a Pennsylvania field, 
The firefighters who walked into a crumbling building when everyone else was running out. The men and women sleeping in tents in 100 degree heat in Iraq and Afghanistan. It is the mothers teaching their children, the small business owners fighting for their dream, and the children who place their hands over their hearts to pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Liberty begins at home, and there's no place like home to restore hope in America. As mothers, we have a divine inherent right to protect, nurture, and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our children. Hope for America is reflected in our vision of the future. You and I, we hold the keys. We are the keepers of the flame. We must do everything in our power to pass on that flame, make sure it burns bright, and that it continues to be a light on the hill and a beacon of hope to the world. We are the hope of America. We are the last line of defense between freedom and servitude. What we know and what we nurture in the hearts of our children will literally determine the fate of the free world. We can no longer stand on the sidelines. The future of America is in our hands. There is hope for America, and it is you. Um, this is a video that that we did actually in, in 2012. And the Cottage Meeting Project is something that was um, birthed out of a, of a necessity. During the 2012 election, I and the two other women who were on the, the at, that, at that time, the Board of Moms for America, we were trying to decide how can we put what we have learned, and depending on which one of it was, uh, which one of us it was, um, in the hearts of mothers, what we have learned in five, six, seven years, how can we put that in the hearts of mothers in one year? And not just throw information, but totally embrace these concepts and ideas of what freedom is about and why we, as as women and mothers, are so influential in preserving that freedom so back and forth for like weeks we were talking about okay well how do we do that it was a daunting task putting what we've learned in five to seven years in the hearts of mothers in one year and one day i was cleaning up after my pampered chef party and god put it on my heart this is what it is it's called a cottage meeting and women already know how to do it we've all done home parties we've attended home parties we understand the concept of it i immediately understood the concept but i was like okay but what are we going to do because uh we're not going to be promoting plastic wearing candles and cookware and so again we started to talk about it for the next several weeks and i kept saying i wish that we had the materials so that i could teach the cottage meeting in my home and we just kept saying that and we've been praying and fasting and so one night, and women will totally get this, you know, you have that, that shock moment where you're like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. And you have to check everything in the house. Is the dog okay? Are the kids okay? Is everybody all right? And I had that moment at three o'clock in the morning and I was in a sound sleep and I just woke up in a panic. Oh my gosh, something's wrong. And I went through the whole entire house. The dog was fine. The kids were fine. The house was not on fire. The doors were all locked. Everything was fine. And I was like, okay, that was weird. So I went upstairs and I laid down in bed and I just, I couldn't go to sleep. I felt this anxiety and, and energy just boiling up inside me. And, and then I felt this small little voice say, 
if you want to know what a cottage meeting is, hold one in your home and you'll find out. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and then I rolled over and tried to go to sleep. Could not sleep. And I felt it again louder. If you want to know what a cottage meeting is, hold one in your home and you'll find out. It was the craziest thing. And I kept trying to just go back to sleep and I couldn't. And it happened a third time to the point where it literally consumed my whole being. And I was like, okay. And so I went downstairs to the computer and I put together a, a quick little invitation, printed off 40 copies, and then went upstairs, went to bed, went right to sleep. And I was like, okay. <laughs> the next morning I woke up and went downstairs to make breakfast like I always do. And there was my computer and there was the 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 the, the uh, invitations right there ready to go and i realized what god had done right there in that moment he knew that if he didn't put it on my heart with that intensity i would have come down in the morning and went well that was weird and just moved on he didn't want me to move on so i held my first cottage meeting but as i was preparing for it i had no idea what we were supposed to do at this cottage meeting because I had no materials and I thought well we'll just hold it and and I'll ask these moms you know that are all attending to be my guinea pigs could you know would you guys all be willing to just you know come and let's figure out what this is supposed to look like so we had just put together this video hope for America and it didn't look like this when we first did it because I didn't have any kind of knowledge about how to do videos or anything. Luckily, my husband in the Air Force, uh, that's what he did. He made videos and hung out of planes and shot footage of war scenes in the tent. You know, okay. So he did this little makeshift uh, teleprompter with a, a, a mirror and a, and a glass frame. And you know, it's just crazy. I, I wish I'd taken pictures of when we did that. You could see how everything was like, all over the place. Uh, but we put the video together and it was, um, you know, about a, a five minute video. And I thought, okay, well, I want to show the video. And then the film Monumental that Kirk Cameron had done had just come out on DVD. And I felt very inspired to show that video. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we're going to show this five minute video. And then we're going to show this film. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, could be two hour meeting. And, you know, we were trying to keep it within two hours and an hour and a half would be ideal. And I was worried about how much time it would be and and the time that it would take over um, the meeting and everybody would just, I don't know, be bored, want to go. And, you know, I didn't need to worry because I was politely moving that last woman, <laughs> that last mother out of my home at midnight. They didn't want to leave. When they got to my house, they were looking all over the walls. And I had bookshelves of all these different books. And I could hear them talking. Does she read all these books? Who even reads anymore? I don't know what a cottage meeting is, but I don't have time to do anything else. At the end of that film, they were all saying, oh, my gosh, what should we be reading? How do we find this information? And how can we get more involved? One film, one meeting. And I was like, blown away so during the film I kept hearing them say things like did you know that I didn't know that where do you get this wow she's a great storyteller how do you find this information and I realized as I was listening to them that what a cottage meeting is is everything that inspired me and so 
I and the two other ladies on our executive team sat down and started making a list of all the best stories, the personal experiences, everything that inspired us. And that's what became the cottage meeting and this beautiful resource guide that we have that, that you guys can, can get, you can download it digitally or you can get it um, on our store. And it is a wealth of information. I had a radio show for two years on Salem Media Network. And I took this resource guide with me every time I went because it had the best quotes, the best stories. And I was always pulling from it. So it is an incredible resource to have. So as we were living in Hawaii, I remember it being a very tumultuous time and um, the political season was, was kicking up and I was, I don't know, it's just trying, kind of feeling trepidatious. Um, I don't even know how to explain the feelings that I was having. I just, I just felt like there was this, this darkness and there was just so much chaos. And I, I just was trying to figure out how can we create a calm in, in the chaos and a calm in, in everything that was happening that seemed to be out of our control. And so one day we're, my husband and I were driving down the the highway H1 in Hawaii. And Hawaii's, I don't know, there are probably other places that do this, but Hawaii was always very unique to me because it had all these anomalies. Like you'd be driving down the road one day and complete sun everywhere. And then in five minutes, you're in a torrential downpour and then it's gone in 10 minutes. <laughs> so it just happened all the time. And so that happened one day, we're driving down the highway and the traffic on H1 is a very, very congested. And there, there are times of day, like anybody who lives on the island, you literally time out your trips from one side to the other around the traffic, <laughs> when it's gonna be the peak, peak traffic times. And so we picked the good time, but it was it was a big tourist time, the winters when the, the tourism is the highest. And, there was a lot of traffic on the road and one of those storms just picked up out of nowhere and very unusual for the storms in Hawaii. It came with thunder and lightning and that was not normal. So we we're driving down H1 in Hawaii. The storm picks up. It has thunder and lightning and uh, we can't see anything. And my husband and I are looking around trying to find the road and the lines on the road. And it, it is, people are moving back and forth on the between the, the meridian and the lines and we are getting very very concerned at this point so we come up to these green signs and above the green signs we see a bridge and my husband said pull over pull over um under the overpass and so i worked my way over until i got underneath the overpass and then it was like everything stopped I'm under the overpass. Everything is completely calm and quiet. The chaos is still all around me. I still see traffic and cars trying to move within the the lanes on the road without running into each other. And it was it was crazy. I, it was like that was my answer. I could see all the chaos around me, but right where I was, it was complete calm. And that's when I realized that we could be the calm in whatever storm comes our way to create a haven from the storm in that haven is in our own hearts and in our own homes so there's a the film uh, monumental as i said i showed that in my first meeting and when you when you look at this beautiful monument i mean it was an incredible experience to be able to to be there in person so 
2012, the film had just come out. We watched it. And I always wanted to go and see this, this beautiful monument. And we just, you know, never had an opportunity to. And then in 2020, we did. So here's just kind of the teaser for the film. And I want to show the, the trailer to you. There we go. There are those who would have us believe that the United States has reached the zenith of its power. That we're weak and fearful, reduced to bickering with each other. I don't agree that our nation must resign itself to inevitable decline. America is the richest, freest nation the world has ever seen. But as a father of six, I look around and all signs tell me something is sick in the soul of our country. And history tells me that we're headed for disaster if we don't change our course now. The set of ideas that is being implemented and advanced in this capital at this time is terribly frightening to people who are students of history. If you look at the 70 superpowers in history, every single one of them has called themselves exceptional. When you look at the Roman Empire, the parallels to what is going on in America are absolutely frightening. And the question is, are we going to go the right path ourselves, or are we going to continue down the wrong path that so many nations have fallen into? I went on a journey to retrace the footsteps of our forefathers to see if they left us some kind of a map that would guide us back to the foundation of America's success. When I think of pilgrims, I think of what I was taught in history class. Think of pilgrims coming over in these funny black and white suits with big hats and belt buckles on their shoes. These are the people out of the box. These are the radicals of the day. Can you imagine? Chained here, and you're open to the elements. You can read about places like this. You can smell the history. You can't fake this. Welcome to Mayflower 2. So we have 102 people yeah. in this area. Look at that. I mean, can you imagine you're going to be sharing that? It's actually quite comfortable. <laughs> What I discovered is that our history has not just been forgotten, it's been rewritten. I'm stunned just what's on this table. I mean, this alone would, would change everyone's perspective about what made America such a great nation. Time is flying by too quickly, and our children's futures won't wait. We've got to do something now. Why is this monument not being showcased more? It is illustrating the principles of what this country is all about, and it's falling apart. There is nothing in today's America that cannot be solved by a genuine going back to the American first principles. That's good news. Very good news. I'm looking for good news. This is the most important journey of my life. My family is worth fighting for, and so is yours. All right, so when I showed this film uh, at, at the cottage meeting, it obviously, my, my first cottage meeting, it, it had a huge impact on all the moms involved and it had a huge impact on me. So I showed it to my children. And when we watched it as a family, it was my, my children were just as impressed with, uh, with it as I was. And so my son, let's see, my sons were 11 and seven at the time. And they had been so impressed with it that when we had the opportunity to go years ago so in 2020 it was going to be out in washington dc and we were going to uh, be out there for the amy coney barrett um, confirmation and we planned on living out there for two weeks well the confirmation went through and we 
we're going to be heading home. And I told my daughter, I said, well, we could go straight home or we could do a Liberty trip. And so we decided that we were going to go and see all those places that we've been wanting to see and been passing through and hadn't ever seen before. So we went to Gettysburg. We went to Philadelphia and saw the historical sites there. We went to, um, I'd, I'd already seen Mount Vernon, but we went ahead and went there again. And we went to Valley Forge. That was incredible. And the last leg on our Liberty trip side before we headed straight home was the monument. And so I called my son. He was seven at the time when he saw this film. And he was 16, 17 uh, when, when, uh, the, um, when we were there in, in D.C., and I said, we're going to be going on this Liberty trip, but I want to fly you out to Washington, D.C. so you can drive with us. And he's like, yeah, I'm not interested, Mom. And I said, we're going to see all these cool places. We're going to see Gettysburg. We're going to see, we're going to see uh, Valley Forge. And he's like, yeah, I'm not interested, Mom. And I said, and we're going to see mon the monument. And he goes, wait, what monument? And I said, monumental. And, and so we're going to go see it in Massachusetts. And he goes, the monumental monument? And I said, yeah. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I want to see that. And so we went and I remember when we um, when we walked up the hill and we saw that it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And he was awestruck. He got out of the car and he just stood there. It had that much of an impact on us. And when you walk around, you can see all of the elements. It is the answer. It shows how America was founded and the, what we need to do to get back to where we're supposed to be. Uh, to, to be able to heal America. So that takes us to, you know, what do we look for then? And all of the elements are in that, that monument. We look to family, we look to God, we look to freedom, we look to education, we look to faith. All of those things are in there. So we have four things specifically that, that we talk about in the Anchored in Hope presentation. And one is that we look to God. And I'm not talking about theological, uh, you know, differences. I'm talking about that belief in a, in a higher being. And that is, is a game changer, especially when you go back and you look at the history of the United States and, and how that God is the source of all of our freedoms and blessings. And there were so many miracles that happened as the as the nation was being founded and as our founding fathers were meeting and God was in every aspect of that. Um, our rights come from God. They don't come from the government. The constitution protects our divine inherent rights. And that's a very important concept to understand because it changes things when we go into a school board meeting or a city council meeting, or just in, in conversing with our friends, when we have this principle based understanding that, our rights come from God, not from government, that the constitution protects them, then it, it puts us in a, in a position of understanding and knowledge where we can articulate those values and principles. All men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was treason <laughs> in any other country. You could be beheaded or, or worse for stating something as, as simple as that. Something that we've become just accustomed to having because we've, we've had this knowledge our whole entire lives. But this was new and revolutionary. This was the most revolutionary idea in all the world that all men are created equal and that our rights come from God. The next thing we look to is family. 
And families provide the foundational building blocks of any society. There are some great quotes. This is my favorite. All government originates in families. And if neglected there, it will hardly, hardly exist in society. The foundation of all free government and all social order must be laid in families. There is a great book called Our Home, and it was written in the golden age of literature, which I'll be talking to a lot through the cottage meeting presentations. And it was the late 1800s, early 1900s, the turn of the century, when authors were writing to instill those values, those principles, and those character traits in young minds and hearts, because the progressive movement was well underway in the late 18 and early 1900s. And a lot of the things that we're dealing with today were because of decisions that were made and votes that were had in 1913 and, and the years preceding. And they tried. They tried to destroy this, this idea of freedom the moment that the Constitution was signed. And, and it was um, even those, even some of the founding fathers who were involved in, in that very document started to, to go in another direction. And you're like, wait, 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 what, what's going on here? And family was was central to this idea of government. So when I talk to people, they get this idea that the United States was founded by a government, a big national government. And out of efficiency and expediency, they divided it into states and then divided those states into counties to be able to better serve the people. The exact opposite is true. The United States of America was founded by families who worked hard and sacrificed and learned those principles and values of freedom by living them so that when the time came for them to fight for those freedoms, they were willing to sacrifice everything to make sure and preserve them for, for their children and future generations. It started with families who gathered together in communities, who then became a county, became a colony, and those colonies united together in one unit union, but it started as families. So all of the principles and values that we teach in our home, that becomes what the nation will be. And a nation is simply a magnified home. So if we can heal the homes of America, if we can build those strong roots of freedom and virtue and, and knowledge, then we can heal this land. So it's look to God, look to family, Look to the Constitution. The Constitution protects our God-given rights that come from God. And this is, a, this is a great quote from Albert Einstein. The strength of the Constitution lies entirely in the determination of each citizen to defend it. Only if every single citizen feels duty-bound to do, to do his share in this defense are the constitutional rights secure. It is our responsibility to defend and protect the Constitution. When anyone takes an oath of any elected office, be it school board or president of the United States, they take an oath to defend and protect the Constitution. That is always a part of the oath because that is a part of our government. It's the central foundation of our government. And God gave us that document. And there's a, a wonderful quote um, by Thomas Paine that says, hold on to the Constitution because miracles don't cluster and what's happened in 5,000 years may not happen again. So we have to do this document. And it is the longest living Constitution 
in the world. There have other constitutions that have tried to duplicate ours and they've they've come close or they've had pieces, but no document has has sustained as long as this one has. But there's a danger with that is that republics don't last more than 200 years. Historically, they just don't. And one of the reasons is because society degenerates. We pull away from those values and principles that we that we began on, that we were founded on. The fact that the Constitution of the United States has withstood all the trials and challenges over 200 years is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So we have to make sure that we understand what that Constitution is, why it, why it is important. It's the preamble is, is like the mission statement and the constitution is our bylaws. It's what unites us And every single state when they come came into the union, they had to adopt that, the declaration of independence, the constitution, they had to adopt those, those standards and beliefs. So it became a part of our national conversation. And it's one of those things that unites us as a people. Abraham Lincoln said, we the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. That That is a very powerful statement. And there are a lot of people trying to pervert it. So we have to make sure that we sustain it. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, it's an old document and it doesn't apply in, anymore. The principles are unchangeable. It doesn't matter which direction society goes. The principles are unchangeable in any society, and it is how we sustain freedom. Finally, number four is we look to moral and virtuous leaders. So we look to God, we look to family, we look to the constitution, we look to moral and virtuous leaders. And how do we find those moral and virtuous leaders? Benjamin Franklin said, laws without morals are in vain. And there's a difference between virtue and public virtue. And uh, this, this, Scripture in Proverbs, it kind of nails it. Proverbs 29, 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But then the but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So if we have righteous leaders, good people who understand the Constitution, who have good solid character, who who understand the importance of family, look to these same four things, then we have a nation that is sustainable in a free society. We have a people that are happy. <laughs> so there's a great story in the Bible when the um, when the Israelites split and there was Jeroboam and Rehoboam, and I can never remember which one is which. I just have to go to the Bible to remember which one is which. But one of them, um, his father died and he became the king. And he went to his father's advisors and he said, what what should I do as, as king? Because his his father before him had some oppressive taxes and some uh, re restrictions, regulations that were kind of oppressive. And so the the advisor said, well, we, we think that you should, we would advise you to pull back on some of those regulations and insert more freedom and, and promote virtue within, within the people. And He's like, okay, all right. And then he goes to all his young friends. He brings them in and says, okay, how, what would you think I should do? And they said, oh, you should like be so much worse than your father. You should exercise more, ta exercise more taxes. You should, you should just 
live and let live, let the people run amok, <laughs> but tax them, tax them, tax them, because look at everything you're doing for them. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to do that one. So he goes out to the people and he says, here's my plan, kind of like the, the, the State of the Union or, or standing up in your inaugural address. And he announced his whole entire plan. I'm going to tax you more, but I'm going to give you more. Uh, we're going to uh, live and let live, but you know we're going to make sure that we have the laws. And all the people are sitting there listening to them to, to him speak, and they just said, "Yeah, you're not our king." And ten of the tribes just walked away, and two were left, and that's that's how the Israelites got split. So I look to the country today, and it's like. Yeah, you're not my government. <laughs> what happened to the Constitution? Why aren't you following the Constitution? Where are those righteous leaders that are going to understand the power and necessity of maintaining and defending and protecting that document that defends and protects us all? And they're hard to be found. There are several reasons why. Um because they don't teach constitution law in law school anymore. They teach case law. But the biggest, the biggest factor is right here from Winston Churchill. There is no doubt that it is around the family and the home that all the greatest virtues, the most dominating virtues of human society are created, strengthened, and maintained. And it's never too late to stop. It's never too late to start to teach our children those principles and values to understand within our own hearts. What is America about? What is freedom and why is it worth fighting for? What is it that makes the United States of America unique in all the world? And it is those founding principles. Hope is reflected in our vision of the future. This quote by Ronald Reagan is even more needed today you and i have a rendezvous with destiny we will preserve for our children this the last best hope of man on earth or we will sentence them to take the first step into a thousand years of darkness if we fail at least let our children and our children's children say of us we justified our brief moment here we did all that we could all that could be done so i'm going to Stop sharing here for just a second. And um, am I stop sharing? We're good, right? Okay. <laughs> so I I just, there are some things that I, I want to um, emphasize. And that is, we have created within Moms for America tools and resources to help us be able to find, identify, and elect those people and then we're not going to find perfection okay there was one perfect dude and he's not running for office and if he was in our state of our country i don't think he'd win so we are going to have to create the, the future that we want to see in our own home but in the meantime we got to hold the line and make sure that they have something our children have something to fight for because we're about to lose everything and i don't think I don't think the American people realize just how dangerous we are right now in losing everything that we hold dear. And it is really a significant time in our history when we are the ones who can stand up and defend the liberties and, and freedoms at the time when it's needed most.
So one of those things that we've put together is, is Mumboat. It's a uh, platform on our website, a resource, where we have provided all kinds of information on how to register to vote, how the voting process works. You can sign up and you will get email notifications on reminders when it's time to, to, to vote or um, the last day to register, various different reminders to help you stay uh, up to date. We also have organizations that we partnered with like iVoter Guide and others where we can see who these candidates are and where they stand on the issues that matter to us. And again, there will be no perfect person, but we can look and see where they stand and at least find the, the best person. And then it's our job to hold their feet to the fire. We have to be the ones that are that are constantly being vigilantly watching over them. And that doesn't mean we have to give up our lives and sacrifice to do it. Our family lobby program is a great way to do it. And it's it's just as simple as writing letters. And so we, we encourage you to, to write five thank you notes and you can you can do it on the national level too, but we focus heavily on, on local. And those five thank you notes go to your sheriff, your city council or county supervisor, your school board member, your state representative and your state senator. And even if you don't like them, even if you didn't vote for them, even if you think they're schmucks, moms know the power of positive enforcement. Thank you so much for making your bed, Susie. I didn't make my bed. Oh, but I will. So if we if we thank them for things they haven't done yet, then they'll be encouraged to go and do them. So collect you know, some thank you notes, write those those thank you notes, include a copy of the Declaration of Mothers. We'll talk more about that in a, in a future presentation, but the Declaration of Mothers is nine paragraphs of awesome. And you can just put that in there and say, thank you for, you know, these are the principles and values we care about. I just want to thank you for defending our families and our freedoms. And then put a picture of your family in there. And then three or to five times a year, you do the same thing heart attack them at Valentine's Day. Set your kids around the table and your grandkids around the table and, and make Valentine's together. And when they get all the Valentine's done, then they hold them up. You take a picture. So as I was talking about family lobby and, and how we can do those simple things to ensure that we have good leaders, voting is a vital part of that. And then creating that relationship with those who represent us to make sure that they remember who we are. We need to have at least as much influence in their lives as every lobbyist out there and lobbying is not a bad thing and lobbyists are not bad people the issue is we're not doing it so let's start lobbying those and sharing the values that we care about in a nice fun friendly way <laughs> okay so um there are a couple of things that i want to um have you guys do for this uh this week just in preparation for next week and i have some um highlights from this week. So there is an article, um, We the People, A Matter of the Heart. If you guys have an opportunity to read that, that'd be great. Um, please, if you have an opportunity, watch the film Monumental. And we do have a clip that Hannah will send out to you. And it's the founder's formula where it actually talks. It's like, a, I think it's about 15 minutes where it talks about the monument specifically. And it's it's a, just a step from the film. And uh, you can get the, the film right on our store at momsforamerica.us. And then A Hope for America, that video, Hannah will send that out too if you guys want to share it with other people. Um, 
it's it still inspires me every time I every time I see that. So it's obviously a God thing because it was just too good to just be something I did. Um, so for, in preparation for next week, and there is a video. Um, Liberty begins at home. If you guys can watch that, we're going to be talking about it in next week's presentation. And then there is a, an article, Liberty Begins at Home, that goes along with that. So if you guys can uh, read those and prep for next week, then we will be all set to go. Um, I do have just a couple of uh, discussion questions before we jump. I know I, I want to make sure I keep these as best as I can within an hour. But there were just some questions that I thought as you guys were, as we were going through the presentation and, and you were able to see the video and, the, and talk about some of these things. How can how have you um, been the calm in the in the storm? Uh, these are things that you can you can think about. How can you be the calm in the storm? And think about that this week, and then next week we can talk about you know what what did you did what did you do that created that environment of peace? And then um, there's a great quote: "Light must come from inside. You cannot ask the darkness to leave." You must turn on the light. So how can we be a light in the darkness? And that's why one of the reasons I brought up the family lobby, because it's really easy to call and complain. And it's not even just about elected representatives. It's like, you know, you go to Home Depot and they didn't do something right. Or you came home and the package was wrong. The first thing we're going to do is call and say, it didn't work out right. But when you get incredible service and everything worked out just right, do we ever take the time to, to call them up and say, I just want to thank you. I'd, I'd like to, you know, Say thank you more and pay attention to those things that that are happening around us and give people grace. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing all 55 of you and more next week. Everybody tell at least two people, come join us and let's have a great discussion because next week is Liber Liberty Begins at Home and the week after that is Ladies First and it's all about the the mamas and the and the and the women. So it's gonna be awesome. So I will see you next Tuesday. I have no idea what time zone I'll be in, but I will be with you. <laughs>